Welcome back to Talk of the Town on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC on WHTC.com and on the WHTC app for your smartphone. Once again, here's your host, Gary Stevens. Welcome back to Talk of the Town for this Thursday, January 18th. It is the third Thursday of the month, which means at this time we chat with one of the members of the Holland City Council to uh, get what is going on, talk, discuss what is going on in the Tulip City, and give you an opportunity to ask questions at 616-395-1450, 616-395-1450. We are joined today by Fifth Ward Councilman, Mayor Pro Tem for the Holland City Council, Scott Corbin, on our Zoom connection this morning. Scott, good morning, and welcome back to WHTC. Good morning, Gary, and good morning to the citizens of Holland and, and elsewhere. Again, if you have a question for Scott, 616-395-1450, 616-395-1450. We have not touched upon this as a news story yet. We will do so tomorrow. But uh, the Holland... Uh, uh, Human Relations Department uh, awarded its annual Social Justice Awards last night prior to the Holland City Council meeting and some deserving winners. As uh, And I think the best thing, the best line I heard was from uh, Esther Fafelski from the city staff saying that she thought that at time as time moved on, this would be only something they do once every five years or so. But it seems that there's new candidates and fresh candidates on a, on a yearly basis. Right. Uh, certainly. Um, there's so many well-deserving people for at the various awards they provide or give out. So yes, we have, we have an abundance of people that we can award those to. So I, I can see it still happening every year. Certainly. Yeah, indeed. And, uh, again, some deserving winners and, uh, uh, I'll tell you now, you wish that the people would have stayed for the meeting because <laughs> the, the, yeah. the, the, the council chambers was packed for the award ceremony. But once it was done, eh, back to the usual diehards that stick around. But that's okay. Right. Right. Well, I, I hope that we can change that a little bit, too, because I, I do want to be able to congratulate those who uh, won those awards and speak with them. We don't get an opportunity because we were straight into a, a board session. So we're, we're going to look and see how we can fix that but very uh, wonderful people uh they are posted on our website you can see the names of and the awards that were given out um th this has been happening for you know past 25 years we could plan on continuing it so again number of people well deserving of those awards i would suggest that this is the first year that we really provided an award for accessibility issues right um and Lucia Rios uh, was one of the award recipients, and that was kind of neat to see. We also had a translator or a signal um, for our hearing impaired that was present during the during the presentation, and I think that helped communicate to everyone that everyone is included in the city of Holland, uh, despite even a disability. Um, is that something that's that could be practical on a board basis to have? a visual translator uh, for meetings or because of the nature of the meetings itself, it's kind of tough to do. I think it's tough to do, but I do believe there's translation opportunities um, that move it into at least a, 
uh, a narrative form that can be provided. And so I, I think there's ways of doing that without having signing in every uh, board meeting, but it was really unique to have it for that particular event. If you've got a question for Holland, Fifth Ward Councilman Scott Corbin, 616-395-1450, 616-395-1450. A couple of matters that were voted upon by council during last night's meeting. One was sort of a uniformity situation involving the contractual situation at the Herring of Holland Civic Center place. And it was simply to keep it in line with what other city contracts are with other outside firms, outside contractors, where the city manager oversees it. In this situation, it was a little different because the old pact was the fact that the Herring of Holland Civic Center place was under the auspices of the Civic Center board. Right. Yes, the Civic Center Place Board does a wonderful job. They, they have really uh, established some protocols and some procedures that which really benefit the, the city of Holland. But that, that's correct. You know, under, under routine matters, the the responsible party to approve those contracts is the city manager's office with the staff. Um, and so we wanted to make sure it was very consistent with what we're doing with other projects. Another thing that council did vote upon was uh, a resolution to uh, submit a grant request with the state for uh, 12 uh, plus a million dollars in road improvements around the proposed LG Energy Solutions Michigan battery expansion facility on the southwest cor- southeast corner of uh, the city of Holland. Uh, city would be on the hook for 20% of a matching fund, but according to the documents I saw, uh, uh, Scott, LG Chem would help in paying that for the city, so there really wasn't any uh, financial hook for the city on this particular situation. Right, and we would not move forward unless they they decided to do that. There's there's that is an an agreement between us and them that they will um, meet that match. But if for some reason, even if the grant didn't cover the entirety of the the project, they have also agreed to pay for the additional cost above and beyond the twenty percent. So. The city of Holland is not making that investment. This is something that the LG Chem has to do on their own. Uh, the expansion, or shall I say the road work that will be done in that particular corner, yes, it's geared for LG Chem, but the, I would think there would be possibilities for uh, maybe some other business expansion in that particular area, uh, complementary to perhaps what LG Chem is doing or maybe uh, something along the lines of uh, new opportunities for businesses to uh, set up shop in Holland. Yeah, I would agree. And I think alongside the road is the infrastructure underneath the road, right? The sewer, the water, the, the network capability, those those things, those other public utilities that fall into in the right-of-way of that roadway. So, yes, I would agree that there's a, another additional benefit to the city of Holland. And touching upon some of the things that were in last night's Holland City Council meeting, the uh, Parks and Recreation Master Plan was put before council after a lot of public input and a lot of uh, uh, focus on where does the city go with its parks department, with its recreation plans over the next five years. It looks like it looked like a pretty comprehensive document to me. It is, yes. I mean, we use a consultant to help us develop that too, uh, but there's a number of committee members, uh, parks board members, that, and the community members themselves that have provided that input of what they really would like to see our park system not only maintain, but to become in the future. 
And I think we we have a really comprehensive plan that's really going to serve us well, well into the future. Um, the only thing I was disappointed, I even commented on it, and maybe you, you saw some of it, is I, I I would like to still see our zip line being added to the city of Holland. <laughs> it's just a, I mean, it's it was joking and in, in, in jest, but um, unique projects like that really attract people to the the community. And you have to sort of like be uh, uh, on the cutting edge of what's trending, to use right. modern terms now. Uh, because zip lines were big, I want to say 15, 20 years ago, maybe not so much now. So uh, we'll we'll see. (laughs) We'll see. Uh, No, they're not going to go the way of the leisure suit, but anyway, let's move (laughs) forward. 616-395-1450. If you have a question for Holland Mayor Pro Tem, fifth ward councilman, Scott Corbin. Finally, I saved this for last, uh, changing of the clerk, um, Kathy is uh, stepping down. Brenda is taking over, and uh, it looks to be possibly a seamless transition. Yeah, so I, I'm very proud to have served with Kathy uh, behind the dais. She does a great job for the board, minutes, agendas, um, just documentation in general for the board. Uh, her collaboration with other clerks across um, the county, both counties, that is Allegan and Kent County, or Ottawa County, and, and Allegan and Ottawa counties has been just outstanding in her collaboration. So we're going to miss her. We wish her well. Um, but with uh, her, uh, Brenda coming in, Brenda is going to be an amazing clerk. Uh, they're, they're both very similar in, in their uh, how they operate their the clerk's office and i think we're going to be very successful with brenda we're very excited to have her on board i know this was before you became a member of the holland city council but the clerk's office had been a little bit turbulent over the maybe five ten years before kathy took over and uh, she really brought some stability to that office well she's yes she's stability but also just uh, much integrity um and we just rely on Kathy very much for the operations that she provides. And again, I'm sure that um, Brenda will do likewise. So yes, we've seen a big turnaround and we're very proud of that. 616-395-1450. If you have a question for Holland Fifth Ward Councilman, Mayor Pro Tem Scott Corbin, 616-395-1450. Scott, let's look ahead to this Saturday. It is an important day for the council in the budget-making process, it is the retreat, or as a former mayor pro tem would call it, the advance. And certainly uh, it is uh, a time to establish priorities and, dare I say, give Keith Van Beek and his staff some guidance as to how to put together a spending plan for fiscal 2025. Yeah, first, probably because the mayor pro tem previous to me is probably listening at the moment. He loves to listen in. Um, Mike Theory would say advance, so I'm going to continue with that, say advance. Uh, but it, we we are trying to move the city forward, and that's kind of what his um, the reason he used that terminology, and I think it's wise to suggest that through that. But I, I, we had met with the department heads. Uh, they came into a study session, provided us a lengthy evening of reports of where their offices currently stand and what they would like to see the future look like some obstacles that might be in front of them and for us to kind of be aware of that and that leads us right into the retreat the advanced i.e retreat we'll take that information bring that into the the advance with us 
and we'll have those deeper discussions about goals and we'll prioritize those as we go along. Uh, we will start off the meeting where we'll talk a little bit about our governance structure and so that we're all on the same page of how we operate as a as a council as um, and from there then we'll move into the goal setting uh, uh, for the city of Holland. Yes, we do start at eight o'clock and there is a public comment period. So certainly if there's someone who'd like to show up and make a public comment prior to our uh, goal setting, you know, you know, feel free to. Uh, I was just going to mention the fact that uh, it's like a wedding where you know the line, uh, uh, speak now or forever hold your peace. Well, the public had a chance to speak during coffees with council and uh, yes. the like, but uh, you know, to a certain extent, this, re this uh, retreat slash advance, uh, it's time for the city council to do their work. It is. It is time for us to, to look at our budget, um, look at department um, objectives and, and some the needs that they might have going into the future and, and line them up with our goals. And, and that's kind of what the, the whole point of this is. Scott, of course, uh, is not only a Holland city councilman, but he uh, was one time Allegan County's emergency management coordinator. He now fills that same role in Kent County. And I would be remiss as news director, if I didn't get your thoughts on what we have gone through since last Friday afternoon when the uh, wintry weather first hit West Michigan. It's lingering on through the end of this week in your position in Kent County, but understanding what in Allegan County was going through and uh, what goes on in Ottawa County as well. What's the role of the emergency manager when we have weather conditions such as this? Is it more coordinating things or maybe implementing uh, plans that perhaps had been formulated weeks or months ago or what? Yeah, yeah. So both Ottawa, Allegan have, just like Kent does, as what they call emergency operations plan. And that plan is a countywide plan that has specific uh, emergency support functions drafted into it to, to state what exactly they will be doing and how they'll operate. And so when we have these type of trigger events uh, we do bring those people together either virtually or in person in most cases we're all virtual uh, working together Kent with Ottawa um, Kent and Allegan Allegan and, and and Ottawa all having what we call EOC briefings with the National Weather Service city officials the city of Holland and making sure that we're all on the same page with consumers energy uh, all of our public utilities and making sure we understand what what the conditions are out there and how and when we need to, to send in resources to support that. So it was uh, a lot of snow, as many people know. Uh, we, we face that in Michigan. That's just a, the reality of it. And we kind of send out warnings and let people know what they might encounter. Uh, but I have to say Holland did a wonderful job. We, we Our public works department stepped up. Uh, they ensured that we didn't have if very few power outages, those power outages were, were um, reinstated uh, back to those homeowners and those businesses as quickly as possible. But then they backfilled, as Keith Van Beek had mentioned in our meeting, they backfilled with the Parks Department, clearing sidewalks. And, and so everybody came together, public safety, public works departments, Holland Board of Public Works. It just was a phenomenal response by uh, the city of Holland, and I'm very proud of our, our workers here in Holland. Another point that needs to be brought up is warming centers, and I would assume that's something that is planned ahead 
by the emergency coordinators with the municipalities and perhaps nonprofits in Kent County or, you know, along the lakeshore as well. Yeah, sure. I mean, there were some established in Ottawa County and in particular the city of Holland. Um, and those change. They often change. They're very fluid because of the fact if you lose power at one of those facilities, it's very difficult uh, to use that facility. So and a lot of these facilities don't have backup generators. So it's a constant um, um movement and, and and facilitating and discussing which facilities and which sites are most likely to become those warming centers. But they are not a, a 24-hour shelter. They are just that. They're a warming center to get people out of the, the frigid temperatures and with the hopes that they find other op, uh, options. Yeah, and uh, uh, trying to, you know, as they say, uh, uh, get people through these uh, tough weather situations. Looking ahead, uh, besides, obviously, the retreat, which is on Saturday from 8 a.m. Uh, at the Hearing of Holland Civic Center place, what things will the city council be looking at as uh, sort of, uh, if you want to peer into the crystal ball for the, at least a month of uh, the next uh, six to eight weeks, I would say? You know, it's, it's, a, it's a real difficult answer to that question because there's so many things actually running in parallel with one another. Everything from housing issues and planning a development to uh, economic support of our businesses and industry, our fiber network and how that's going to be uh, built out over time and how, so there are a number of issues that we're looking forward to. Um, I, I can't say that it's any one particular issue, but it, it's going to all, it seems to all run parallel routinely um, I hope LG Chem. We, we have we have high hopes and expectations that that transition they're going through right now will bring back some of those jobs that were um, you know, some of those people experienced some layoffs, and that's just because of the technology that's changing over there as quickly as we see every all other technologies change. So I guess it's just management of not only uh, what currently is operating, but uh, kind of forecasting the future as well. Could we see? And maybe I'm presuming something here, Scott. But could we see some movement with Waterfront Holland in 2024? Or is that something that we really can't say for certain something will happen within this year or not? Yeah, I, I would suspect not, we're not going to see a, a lot happen with that. I mean, there's just so many other steps that we have to go through before that even occurs. Um, I want to let the people know that we haven't made a decision on that. I mean, uh, the only reason, the only thing we've asked the voters to do is to consider the selling of the property. Uh, but we have not, at this point, made a decision on Waterfront Holland. And it's, it's still in a process by city council and, and be honest with you, the residents of Holland, of what we, how and what we want to do with that property. Yeah, I'm just kind of wondering whether or not um, uh, uh, the, the, the die has not been cast yet in that particular project, it could change from the initial uh, concepts that have been uh, put forward uh, over the past year or so. That's correct. It's just concepts. And then we want people to understand our desire is to connect the downtown to the waterfront. Really it is. And, and th that takes a number of steps. It takes a number of investments by the private sector. It's not something government can do on its own. So, and it takes the input of the public of what do they want. And, you know, access to the water is really important. It's a priority on my list. I've communicated that to everyone in my district, but all across the city. 
we have to have or find a way to make sure we continue to have access to the water. The public has access. What about dealing with neighborhoods and neighborhood growth? A lot of focus has been on Washington Square, but I would think other neighborhoods would probably be a concern or a priority as well. Well, you know, I've advocated for the Fifth Ward. I mean, I want to see more parks to the south, and I would like to see more sidewalks connecting the commercial and industrial area to the residential neighborhoods within walking distance. Uh, We have to cross the interstate in order to get to some of the subdivisions that are now developing out there at the Black River um, uh, complex, uh, apartment complex, and, and the housing that's out there. So I, I think there are a plenty of more, there's plenty more projects that we can probably have further discussions about, even to the south in the month of Very large ward, the largest ward in the city. And and so we're sprawled out a little bit, but that doesn't mean we can't talk a little bit, a bit more about some things that need to be in the southern part of the, the city as well, not just in downtown or Washington Square, but throughout the city. We want to make sure it's equitable. We hear that often talked about, but we want to make sure everything, parks and and access and sidewalks and those type of things that we provide in the city is it's throughout the city. Fifth Ward Councilman, Mayor Pro Tem, Scott Corbin, thank you very much for joining us today on Talk of the Town. Wish you and everyone on council well over the next week or so, and we'll uh, chat again later on in the year. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you, Gary. Thank you very much, Scott Corbin, on 99.7, 1450 WHDC.